Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 18 with our amazing guest today, Ann Tucker. And she's going to bring a whole new spin into sales. Hi, this is Ann Tucker. You're listening to Heart Sells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Before we dive into Ann Tucker's short bio, I just want to make sure that you have checked out the seven day challenge to ask for the sales confidence so that I can support you in setting you up for the new year for your sales success. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com slash challenge, register, and we are getting started today. So you do not want to miss it. Make sure you sign up right now and then you get all the information on the challenge via email. So you are right on time if you sign up now by going to Christine schlonsky.com slash challenge. So here's our amazing guest of today, Ann Tucker, and the interview with her, you will just love it. Ann spent years working at the top of the corporate world. She was coaching executives and she advised them on how to reach their goals in the workplace. She has co-founded a multi-million dollar firm, but she did find herself with the question, is that all there is? And probably you can relate. And what she then did is she did a truly global search with some of the wonderful teachers and mentors, and she then embraced her purpose as a spiritual teacher author and founder of the Wisdom Soup, helping to redefine business for the spiritual age. So you will be super excited because we are going to talk soul types today and how soul types influence your sales success. So tune in. So welcome, Anne. I am so, so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super excited because we did have a conversation before to kind of figure out where to start and what to give to the listeners so they get amazing, amazing value out of it. And you basically help businesses with um, the energetics based on a soul type. Yeah, based Can on their soul type. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is a really new concept. So um, the idea is that uh, intuitively we all know that it takes multiple different types of creative energy to create a business. But most people who create businesses um, or, or are in business have one particular way that they're best at creating and manifesting in the world. And so what ends up happening is they end up getting plateaued or stuck in what they're trying to do and they don't understand why. So what I do is I help them to understand what their own genius zone is in terms of their own creative and manifestation ability. And then I show them what pieces they're missing, what types of creative energies they need to bring into their business in order to break through to that next level. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we have so many listeners from all different kinds of industry. 
Um, but what they all have in common, they are heart-centered and they really yes. want to make a difference and they feel like they want to give to the world. They want to make the world a better place, basically, as corny as it might sound. <laughs> and so, and business needs to have sales. Otherwise, it's not a business, it's a hobby. Yes. Yeah. So how do you help your clients with knowing the soul type and the energy or energetic behind it to help them with selling more? Yeah, with selling more. You know, it, it is, it's interesting because there are, so there are seven different types of soul types or seven different oh. aspects of creative energy. And each of us has one. Um, one that we're born with, that we came in with, this is the one that we default to, the thing that we're absolutely best at. And whenever you come across a problem or when you're trying to sell something, you're going to default to that same way of trying to come at the problem. Because when you're, think about it, when you're selling, what you're really trying to do is solve a problem for your customer. Yeah. And so how are you solving the problem? You're going to come at it with your particular brand of creative energy. This is how I would approach this problem. And so... Um, looking at it from a sales perspective, if you understand your way of doing it, then can you also understand your client's way? Because they're going to be interested in talking about the problem from maybe a different perspective than you. So understanding your own, what you're, what you're bringing, because maybe they're missing your particular perspective. Um, and maybe you need to tailor your conversation to how they perceive it, to what their particular way of, of expressing creative energy. So it's interesting if you think about um, uh, any problem that your client might be facing, whatever your product or whatever your service is coming in to solve. Um, the problem can be looked at as like a, like a seven-sided shape. And each side has its own door. And each of us has one key to one of those doors. It's our favorite way of accessing the problem. We always come at it from that same spot every time. And we can learn to use the other doors. There's some that we probably have, have adopted, um, have grown into. So you might have access to two or three. But what if you're talking to your client and you're using your favorite key and they can't relate at all because they don't use, they don't, they're not familiar with that door. They don't know how to relate to it. So it can be really, really useful to understand what it is you're bringing to the table, how you're expressing yourselves and how you might be talking past the people you're trying to sell to. Yeah, yeah. Talking to their listening um, yes, it's uh, super, super important. And um, yeah, from from sales and from training so many people, I know that it's really difficult to listen, especially for women. Yes. Um, it seems like we talk and talk and talk a lot, uh, <laughs> but we miss the, the listening part quite often. I'm not saying it's uh, in general, but yeah. that's what, what I have noticed. So I really like that this might be grounded or rooted in the soul type. So can mm -hmm. we just explore that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one fun way to do it is actually just to dive right in and to do, if you're willing to do your soul type. So we can talk about what that means and then use you as a case study. Does that sound good? Okay, well, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to figure out your soul type, it's not like a normal assessment. Normally, you'll go in and take a, like a, you know, two or three or four or five page assessment, and it goes through every different aspect of your personality. And that's not what we're looking at. What we're looking at is a very, very specific aspect of who you are. And this is your creative spark. Um, and it is why it's specific related, why I call it your soul type is because it is the way that you are bringing through 
creative energy, source energy. So what is source? It is the aspect, it's, it's what created all of us. It is creative energy. And so that aspect of it, the piece of it that you're expressing, that's how you are expressing source through you. So, um, so in order to focus in on that, we really only have to look at one aspect of who you are, which is how you create. And the, the magic door into that is to look at your best creative tool. And that is your decisions, how you yeah. think and make decisions. So if you think about your creative energy, it's like, uh, it's like light in a room, like your, your room is filled with light and it's just, it's just everywhere. It's ambient, right? And if you want to focus light to make it more powerful, you have to push it through something. You push it through a prism and it becomes a laser beam and it becomes incredibly powerful. So what do you do to take your ambient creative energy, just the energy that's always coming off you all the time, how, what, what tool do you use to focus that and to point it in one direction to make it more powerful? The prison that you use is your decisions. So once you commit to something, truly commit, and that's a whole nother discussion, once you truly commit to something, then you focus your creative energy in one direction, it becomes more powerful. So wow. we use your decisions as a way of, of honing in really quickly and really easily to what your soul type is. Um, because the way we, we think everybody makes decisions the same way that we do, but the truth is, is that your specific thought process, the way you approach your decisions is a significant aspect of how you create. It, it really is the, the portal to how you bring in that creative energy. It's the way you organize your thoughts. So for you, we'll start off by asking a couple questions about how you make decisions. All right. So. <laughs> Let's go for it. I'm here. <laughs> so in general, do you make decisions more quickly or slowly than other people, in your opinion? I think quickly. Yes. Okay. And if you were to run into someone in the grocery store, um, would you, uh, that you know, would you, and you're talking to them, would, how much of yourself would you express in what you were saying? Would you give them just the facts and details more like Spock? Or would you go with how it impacted you, how you felt, be much more expressive like Lucille Ball? So that's the whole spectrum. Are you more Spock is like a one and Lucille Ball is a 10 on the level. Where would you put yourself? Hmm. I think it depends a little bit on the person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you know, we had a good relationship. I, I, I would want to know like about the feelings, the emotions yes. of where they are. And, and I would want to share my part as well. Um, yeah. just being authentic. I think that's just part of it. Like showing up as, as ourselves. Yeah. So closer to the expressive side. Probably. Yeah. Closer. Perfect. So one last question. So um, in general, are you more motivated by um, uh, creating new solutions or by um, uh, communicating and influencing? And you're going to like both, but which one do you like most? Yeah, I do like both. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think, I think I like the communicating part. Yes. I mean, why yeah. reinvent the wheel? I mean, if there is a solution and it works, then it's mm -hmm. definitely the communicating part. Yeah. And it makes sense given what you do. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. So that would make you in what I call an expressive soul. And in the, the, the great chain of problem solving, you come in right about in the middle 
of the problem. If you look at it as the problem as a timeline, we have some soul types that are specifically uh, excellent at the beginning of a problem where they're developing solutions. Then we have some soul types that are really great at figuring out the plan. And then we have you in the middle who's then bringing everybody on board and getting everybody aligned around that plan. Yeah. And then we have- oh, I love making connections and putting people together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then we have other soul types that are going to be more around getting things moving. So, and having things get, get started. So, so anyways, everybody comes in at a different step, but your specific role as an, uh, an expressive soul type, what it means is that of all the soul types, you have the clearest connection to your heart. So most of us, when we think about things, we bring it up and we turn it through our logic aspect and we'll, we'll think it through and we'll doubt ourselves or we'll question or we'll, we'll run it through multiple different cycles. And with you, your, where your intuition comes in, your intuitive gift is that as you're, uh, receiving something and you're, you're creating your response to it, you will be able to have a point of view very quickly and it will come directly from that heart space. So oh. there's no interruption. You don't doubt yourself. You don't filter yourself. You know immediately. And as you're listening, you know exactly where the emotion is in that subject. So it's like you're able to feel into it and to feel where is it that, that uh, this is going to be most persuasive for people that you're going to feel in and say, here's the, the part where people are going to resonate most strongly because it, I feel it in my own heart. I can feel this is the fight or this is the struggle that they're feeling or this is, so when you're, when you're selling, you're going to be listening to your, to your customer and you're going to be able to feel where is it that they're in the most pain. And then you're going to be able to express immediately with a strong point of view, with real certainty, which makes you extremely persuasive okay, here's what you're feeling. Let me express your pain. And now let me express the solution. So, and it's that ability to come out with, with that connection so quickly um, that, that makes you uh, of all the soul types by far the, the strongest persuader and influencer. Wow. That's kind of <laughs> and I, I just heard you talking and I, I'm thinking, you know, one of the pieces that I teach my clients or that, yeah. you know, I love giving them support on is in a client's conversation. So yeah. when they kind of structure, well, how do I talk to a client? What do I say? Um, yeah. How do I say it? I have such a great ear for those things. You know, those yeah. tiny distinctions where I can say, well, use the word, use another word here, or this sounds too pushy, or this is too sleazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, I love that work. I always did. And it's so interesting to see from mm-hmm. what you're telling me. And, you know, I've never studied that before. I, I haven't even heard about it. That's right, right. I'm excited to also to get you on the show to share with us, um, because it does make a big impact in businesses, And I would love for people to understand that, you know, there is an approach, but they can learn um, to use the other doors, as you said earlier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really interesting. And I'm I'm fascinated (laughs) to (laughs) listen to kind of like check uh, if it's, you know, if it feels aligned and it totally does. And, And then also observing at the same time, what I love doing in my business to support my clients. And it just, yes. it's, it's 100% what you just said. And it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, it is, wow. it's, a, it's a really important thing. I think that if people 
uh, don't understand what their specific gift is. So this is your specific gift. That's where you're going to find the most fulfillment is mm. by using it. So some people will end up in a, in a job, say that they decide that they need to go to law school or they need to become a doctor. They need, you know, that they, they fall into a particular pattern or, or, or job in life or place in life. And it's not allowing them to express that aspect of themselves that they can't actually find fulfillment in their work because it's like you have this creative aspect of yourself and it has no outlet, no expression. Yeah, um, yeah. And so knowing what it is, is, is a huge part of, okay, not only how do I bring this out in my life? And, and it's, it's when you do, that's when you're going to find your greatest successes. So it's, it's, it's critical, not only from your happiness and your contribution in the world, but also it's what kind of success can you achieve? Right. When that's rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that's just a guess. So I would guess that if you are, for example, a coach or a yeah. therapist or a healer, mm -hmm. that maybe if you have a look at all those people who made the yes. decision to become an entrepreneur and yes. who made the decision, decision to become either a coach or a therapist or a light worker or a creative or what, you know, whatever, yeah. is there like certain soul types that are more related to these groups? And there are for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. There is. And it, it is interesting though. So you can have, so for example, the um, optimizers are one of the soul types and they're the ones that are really out of the box thinkers and you'll find them more in creative uh, uh, jobs. So you'll find them um, uh, doing any kind of, like they might do some sort of a creative podcast or they might be doing um uh, interior design, or they could be anything where they're able to um, come up with out-of-the-box solutions. So they could be really in any field. And here's an important thing to know is that that every single soul type has been in the White House. If you look at the U.S. presidents, you can go through and, and just in our recent history, every single soul type is represented. Same thing as the CEOs of companies. So, so every soul type has the capacity to be, um, to achieve whatever height or goal that they want in the world. But it's, it is finding the right fit, the right time, um, mm. and the right place to where they really can bring that gift to bear. Um, yeah. so, so for example, so for an expressive like yourself, doing a podcast is fantastic. Um, anywhere where you can use that gift to communicate and influence. Among healers, it's actually fascinating, is I've seen healers of many different soul types, really every different soul type, but the way they do their healing is is completely consistent with their soul type. So you'll have uh, people who are the optimizer type I was just telling you about, their creative, their approach is really outside the box. So they'll come at the healing and it'll be super visual and it'll be um, uh, stuff you've never experienced before. Um, if you find a healer who's a coaching soul, then it's going to be much more about relating and they're going to be processing the emotion and processing the feeling in, the, in a relating style. Or if you have what I call the efficient soul, they just want to get in there and do it for you. They're just like, let me get in there and let me do it fast. Wham, bam, you're done. So it's, it's <laughs> <I like that. laughs> right. They're all about the action. Let me get in there and get it done. So it's it is it's the the method, the process, or how they come about it is consistent with their soul type, which is wow. which is actually really fun. Yeah. So the good the good news is because you know um, you just had the idea to take me as an example which I appreciate very much. But for the listeners, it doesn't really matter what kind of soul type um, they have. They are not limited um, in regards to success. 
So every business owner or coach or healer or therapist or creative can be as successful as they choose, yes. no matter what soul type. Okay, though so that's 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 yeah. good. Because you know sometimes yeah. it looks like it's more difficult for a certain type of person to do something. So it's just it just depends on yeah. the approach and yeah. knowing yourself. And then when you have figured that out, you can just go for, for anything. Yeah. Well, and it's also, some of it is making sure that you put yourself in the right environment that's going to allow you to express your gifts. So, so one of the things I love to look at, because I think it's such a great illustration of how um, to understand yourself and how to use your gifts is to look at, at um, some case studies of, exa- of, of real success stories within generations of families. Mm. So for example, um, if you look at the Vanderbilt family, most people have heard of their, they're one of the original tycoon um, uh, uh, families in the US, one of the wealthiest families in the world. And when they first started, the very first Vanderbilt was this guy, everybody called him the Commodore. And he, uh, when he was young, he was completely, he was absolutely destitute, had no money of any kind. He borrowed money from his mom as a young man to, uh, to buy a raft. And he started moving goods up and down the river. And uh, he discovered that if he would go to other people's routes where they were already shipping and he would undercut their prices, he could steal their business. And so he would do this. He would undercut them, steal their business. And then he would go until either he put them out of business or they bought him out, one of the two, either way. So it's basically, he was playing chicken and he did it the first time. It worked so great. This became the way that he did business for the rest of his life and led to really his entire success. So first he did it with, you know, with his raft and then eventually he made enough to buy a boat and then multiple boats. And then he went into trains and every single time it was the same thing. He would challenge other people's routes and they would either buy him out or he would put them under and then he would jack his prices up. It was always playing chicken. He was what I call uh, an experimenting soul. And experimenting souls are all about action. And they just, they get in there, they dust it up, they will play chicken. And they'll, they'll do whatever it takes, but it's always, it's always about getting into motion. They want to hurry up and get moving. They're not big planners. Um, they want to, they'll look at and they'll analyze and they'll get the facts just as they need them. But then they want to put it into action as quickly as possible and see if it works. Right. And if it doesn't work, it's no skin off their back. They're immediately, they're still in motion. They're looking for the next thing. So his style, his playing chicken was perfect for him. And it was in a perfect place where he was sort of dusting it up and creating something out of really a business from scratch. So go move forward in life. And he's got children. His son, William, he doesn't like it all. And his son, William, is his opposite, is a coaching soul. And William, because William has no ability to play chicken, it's not any part of his genes. He just can't do it. And so he thinks William is a loser. He's like, William's never going to succeed. He doesn't, he doesn't even like William. He sends him out. He gives him a farm way out in the country and literally just doesn't interact with him at all. But when he dies, William takes over the company and comes in. And it just so happens that the company has grown to such a huge size at this point that it is, uh, that it's becoming increasingly regulated and there are unions and the unions are striking. And William, being a coaching soul, is all about learning how to have diplomacy, learning how to have harmony within his relationship. So he's out there. Of all the railroads, he was the only one that didn't have a strike. Um, So he was able, through his gifts as a coaching soul, to take the company that his dad built and turn it into, he became the wealthiest man in the world. So he, he more than, he hugely expanded what his father had built. But imagine if those two guys had traded places. 
right? Yeah. If William had been the Commodore, he would have never been out there dusting it up and playing chicken and creating this business. And same thing, if, if the Commodore had been there when there was all this regulation and when he needed to work with the unions, he would have made everybody super mad and they would have been on strike all the time and his company would have failed. So it's, yeah. it's all about understanding your gifts and then looking at the opportunity and the, the, the timing, what, what, are, what is needed in your business right now? What kind of skills are needed to propel you forward and bringing that to the table? Amazing. So how could people use that, you know, if they are scared of sales or they feel super uncomfortable or they think, well, if I sell something, if I ask for the deal or the money, um, people are going to think I'm sleazy or pushy or, you know, it just, yeah, I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. What kind of advice could you give from that perspective? I think it's always in sales. I think the key is always to come from a place of service, right? And that, and that no matter what you're doing and from a spiritual perspective, there always has to be, when you're giving your gifts, there always has to be an exchange of value. Mm. And it makes sense. If you're always giving, 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 and you're never receiving in return, what happens to you, right? It's the, the yeah. yeah, you burn out. It's the proverbial, you have to put your oxygen mask on. You have to be fed. And if you're going to continue to give, you have to receive. And it's a loop. It's like everything in, everything in spirituality, everything in energy is about flow. And if nothing is flowing back to you, you can no longer give. So there has to be that energetic exchange. And so, so what you're doing is you're not asking for money. You're creating an energetic exchange and you're in service. So you're serving and then you're receiving as part of that service. And it's, it's critical to you being able to do what you do. And then where your soul type comes in is from the perspective of understanding how to serve is understanding, okay, so if you're coming in for yourself, one of the, the wonderful gifts that you can bring to your clients is giving them clarity around how to, how to speak, giving them clarity about how they feel. So helping them to put into words the feelings or the thoughts that they've had, but they haven't been able to express, and then giving them access to those so they can use them. So mm. your particular soul type is wonderful at instilling that, that feeling of cause, that feeling of, of uh, courage about what people are doing. So getting them excited about what they're doing and, and and invigorated about it. So it's, and that's a huge gift, right? It's motivation. It's, it's the, the feeling of, of being part of something bigger than themselves. And that's what you can create. And that's a wonderful gift and you should receive for that, right? Cause you have to keep it flowing. Yeah. So wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for the interview. I so enjoyed it. And thank you for <laughs> your gift of uh, being on the show and <laughs> spontaneously for the uh for the um yeah for analyzing the soul type very insightful and i hope that the listeners got a lot out of it as well and if you want to know more you just go to ntucker.com and there you find the information you are looking for thank you so much for being here thanks for having me it was a lot of fun what an interesting spin on business wow i didn't even know all this existed and i'm kind of happy that it looks like like I'm on the right path. So if you want to figure out more, just hop on over to untucker.com and check out her site. She is providing amazing value. Um, also, definitely make sure you are tuning into the next interview with her. And you just need to subscribe and make sure you get those notifications. And then just download the podcast and listen to it whenever you need some inspiration. 
also to help and support you right now, there is a free challenge, a seven day challenge starting right now, right today that I am hosting where I am sharing my sales experience with you and where I help you to ask for the sale with confidence. So if that is of any support for you, hop on over to christineschlonsky.com slash challenge and sign up today. It's a seven day challenge. So if you are listening to this podcast a day later or two, you can always join and catch up on the challenge because this challenge will help you to take action and will help you to ask with more confidence for the sale. And we all know once we are making sales, we are adding to the bottom line. When we add to the bottom line, we are not only supporting more people, but we also make more money to support the lifestyle of our dreams and then going from there, supporting more people in this world. So have a wonderful day wherever you are and bye for now.